This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And while she looked so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her when she smiled. When she smiled. Doom, doom, doom. Sorry for those of you that were born pre 1980 something. That was the jam back in back in the day when I was in high school. I love that song, and so very exciting to hear it. But um, you'll hear more about why I started that in a little bit. But before we get there, David, can, you got, you got, you got any more of that pod, man? I want, yeah, can I have some more of that? <laughs> yeah, man. I just I got I got I need a fix. That was the intro, and this is the show. Welcome to the My Movie Fix podcast. I'm your host, sir. I love talking about movies. This is a place where I come to get my fix. You can follow the pod on whatever streaming service you happen to be listening to, and you can follow me on Twitter at My Movie Fix Pod. Um, if you can see by the title of the episode, obviously, today's episode is Everything Everywhere All at Once. The 2022 sci-fi adventure um, directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Daniel whatever. <laughs> Who cares? You know this. Um, um, yeah. So I'm back again, recording another episode. Didn't want to leave you guys hanging. I actually wanted to drop the op- uh, the Oscars episode this week, um, but I mean, everything, everything, everything. Oh, it's title. Everything, everywhere, all at once is out now, and people can watch it, so I figured I might as well drop it now. Plus, the Oscars episode is like two and a half hours long, and it takes forever to edit, and Oscars was a long time ago, so nobody cares anyway, so might as well just drop this now. Um, yeah, I, I still want to drop the Oscars episode, even though it's predictions for a show that happened two months ago and nobody cares about, because... Kind of want to introduce you guys to you know Trevin, uh, my my uh, guest for that episode because he's dope and uh, you might want to you know check him out again in the future. So it's good to get a, get a little taste of Trevin to get his takes. But yeah, um, so expect that next week probably. I'm going to do the best uh, uh best of 2021 episode. I probably want to drop that in June. Just because I think it's particularly rude to drop a best of 2021 episode halfway through 2022. I, I find that funny. I find that amusing. So, yeah, probably going to wait till June and we'll see if I drop anything else before then. But, yeah, um, today's episode, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, obviously, that'll be the main show. We're going to start as usual with recommendations, which is going to be extremely light. Um, then we're going to move into the review portion spoilers and then as always a parting gift something to bring you a little bit of joy during the rest of your week um yeah i'm trying to keep this short and sweet i want it to be no longer than i don't know 15 20 minutes we'll see how i end up my that was my goal for the last episode too but it was 45 minutes and yeah (laughs) I like to talk, but yeah, this is how I get my fix. That's why I'm doing it. I'm here to get my fix. Thank you guys for listening very much. Yeah. So start us off. Recommendations. Um, This is going to be super short and sweet because again, I haven't watched anything. I don't know. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I I make furniture, not furniture. I make furniture, but I make mostly cutting boards right now and 
when I get home from work, that's what I do. And when I, you know, when I put the kids to bed evening time, I'm either out in the garage or I'm on my phone and I fall asleep in the chair, you know, so just haven't had a whole, whole lot of movie or TV watching. I have watched uh, two more episodes of Severance. Everybody keeps telling me it's wonderful and I'm still not hooked. I think I'm two episodes from the finale now and I'm just going to finish it because that's, you know, I'm, I'm this invested now. I got to see what happens, but I don't know. I just, it hasn't hooked me like other TV shows have hooked me, but I just want to watch it because I'm a completionist and, you know, we'll see how it ends up. And if it wrap, if the, the ending makes it worth the rest of the episodes, then that'd be great. And you'll find out next time I talk to you. Um, the premise of the show is, um, you know, the title severance, basically they work at an office building in which you can sever your brain so that when you're at work, you don't even know who you are when you're away from work. As soon as you get in the elevator, you become the person you, you know, you normally are and your memories are completely separated. So basically in, in essence, it's like two separate people just sharing the same body. So interesting premise, but you know, the way the show is structured just doesn't, I don't know, hasn't hooked me, but we'll see. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been watching. That's pretty much it. If you are listening to this and you have a recommendation for me, tweet me at my movie fix pod on Twitter. Tell me what it is I should watch. And I will absolutely commit to watching it. I have thousands of movies at my disposal. If you know what a Plex server is, I have one and I have a bunch of movies on it. Pretty much any movie that I remotely like and want to see watch again i have access to but i just don't because i don't know it's two hours is a time commitment <laughs> but yeah so if you if you tweet me and say you should watch this then i'm definitely going to watch it and i'll talk about it during my recommendations uh section of the next pod so do that give me some engagement let me know you're listening but um yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we're six minutes in and I'm jumping straight to the review because that's what you are here to listen to based on the title. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, yeah, so here it is. This is the trailer for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. All right, that was from the trailer for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and... That trailer is pretty much all I knew about this movie going into it. Um, honestly, I went in with pretty low expectations because it the trailer made it seem kind of like a remake slash ripoff of Jet Li's The One, which I thought was an awesome movie. Has not aged well, but still pretty dope. Uh, in that movie, basically, um, Jet Li, uh, basically it's like a same multiverse type situation. But in this, it's more like Highlander-like where all the people from the multiverse try to 
kill all the other people because it makes them stronger. And ultimately, just you know, just like Highlander, there can only be one. So instead of a bunch of Highlanders killing each other on Earth, you know, it's one person, just all his multiverse systicities, whatever. And that's kind of sort of what the trailer, the vibe I got from the trailer. So I thought that's what I was watching. But very much not that, um, you know. And then I saw basically the trailer had a very um, Doctor Strange reminiscent type vibe where like when if you've seen Doctor Strange, you know, the, you know, um, Tilda Swindon or the elder, whatever her name was in the movie, she like punched him in his chest and his body like removed from itself and he got dragged into the multiverse where he could see his other bodies. And there's a very similar type scene in this movie. So I thought that's, you know, kind of what we were getting into, but I don't know this, this movie was, um, um, how to describe it without spoilers. I think my non-spoiler section is going to be pretty light because it's kind of hard to talk about this movie. The general premise is, um, well, they actually now that I think of it, it's kind of one esque. So she, uh, not even she. So there's multiverses or whatever, and apparently she's the one. So she's got to save the world, you know, from those for reasons. She's got to save the world through multiverse madness. <laughs> I'm afraid it's like that. Um. So overall, um, I didn't, I didn't love this movie. Um, kind of going into it, I, I expected something great, which is why I chose to watch this one because everybody who saw it said it was the best thing since sliced bread, and um, like it's gonna have to be Oscar nominated, and you know, it's uh, I don't know, I just I. I had low expectations for myself, but I went in thinking, you know what, maybe I'm wrong because everybody is raving and ranting about this movie. And, you know, Michelle, yo, she's been, you know, the guy, you know, she's been in so many awesome movies. You know, if you see like Crouching Tigers, you know, legend status, and she was in that, just searching through IMDb, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, 007, Kung Fu Panda 2. Um, I don't just, just like, you know her. She's been in a whole bunch of stuff. She's a legend in the active game, in the acting game. So it's like, yeah. So I'm definitely interested in seeing her. And it's like, so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I had high hopes because of the ranting and ravings of everybody that has actually seen this movie. And I understand why they feel that way because, um, this movie definitely goes places. <laughs> you've, you've, there are definitely some, some visuals in this movie that I was, I don't know, flabbergasted for lack of a better word. There's some shocking stuff. There's some, you know, for, for that reason alone, this movie is definitely worth seeing because of the stuff you're going to see. Multiverse movies, you know, don't really go here. Um, I'm going to say this and not in like a pejorative way, but, it kind of reminds me of Rick and Morty. I, I, well, maybe more pejorative when we get into spoilers, but that's that's the level of craziness, zaniness you're going to see in this movie. And it's a live action version of it. I mean, that's awesome on screen, but I feel like the the visuals and the stuff that happens and that they do with the multiverse is what makes this movie. 
the actual plot and storyline, not so much, you know, um, I don't know. It just, it feels very of this era, you know, I, you know, I, well, nobody's listening, so it's safe to use the word woke, you know, nobody's going to cancel me because nobody's listening in the first place, but it, um, yeah, that it, it feels very that it feels very of this time and, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing to say talking about this movie, so it's not a perfect you know word, and so don't hate me for it. But it just I don't know. The actual story that is being told isn't um, I don't know. It isn't worth the um, all the the coolness. You know, the cool stuff you're getting is dope, but I feel like in a in a better sandwich. This would be a full meal, but right now I feel like I'm walking away just thinking, you know what, the the stuff I saw was cool, but the movie wasn't great. So, you know, seven out of ten, you know, something something like that. You know, I think that's a, a fair approximation how I feel about it. But yeah, I'm talking around it without talking about it. If you haven't seen this movie, I still recommend you go see it. Cause like I said, it's 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 out there, it's wild, it's dope, it's uh they're they're heartfelt moments, they're um familial stuff that's, that's, you know, the kind of stuff you want to see a movie for. You know, if you're not going to walk out of this thinking, oh, that movie sucked, it was a waste of my time, you're going to walk out feeling, you know what, that was, that was pretty cool. I'm glad I saw that. You know, it wasn't the best movie in the world, but, you know, it was dope. You know, so, I mean, what more can you ask for from a movie? So this this is the kind of thing that should bring people out to movies, but I understand it's kind of hard to – um it's like you, you want to see it because of what's in it, but you also can't tell people what's in it because you're supposed to be shocked by what's in it, you know? So double-edged sword. But yeah, I'm going to jump into spoilers now because I'm trying to talking around it. But uh, overall, do give them a thumbs up, not a thumbs down. Uh, according to the uh, Weekly Planet podcast, this is a best movie ever because their, their voting system is best movie ever, worst movie ever, just a movie. I'm going to call it best movie ever. Definitely check it out. But now I want to kind of deep dive and talking to you, talk more and tell you why I feel what I felt. And I can't say words right now. So forgive me. But yeah, from this point forward, spoilers. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right. If you're still here with me, I I assume you've seen the movie or you don't care about knowing what happens in the movie. So on you from here forward. Um, yeah. So the plot of the movie is basically in one universe, Michelle Yeoh's character is a super, super scientist that discovers the multiverse-nisticities. And I guess she's pushing her daughter to help learn the multiverse-nisticities farther than she wants to be pushed. And it kind of breaks her brain and her daughter just ends up feeling like, you know, she, I guess she's, she experiences everything all at once. So she just kind of thinks life is meaningless and it doesn't matter. And so she comes more or less like an evil villain, just multiverse killing and stuff like that. And for some reason, well, not, I won't say for some reason. So this universe is Michelle Yeoh is the special you know, uh, the the Lego movie terms, she's the special, she's the one, she's the whatever, she's the hero of the movie for reasons. And, you know, there are some versions of her that are super good at fighting. There's some versions of her super good at cooking or singing or, you know, what have you, ballet or, you know, and I guess she, 
she taps into those, you know, to to be able to use whatever power she needs to defeat the villain. I guess my question is why can't other versions of her do the same thing? You know, why does she need to be the one, you know, the, and like, it's, it's actually kind of shitty. The uh, explanation the movie gives is she, she's failed at everything or she's like the worst version of herself. You know, every single other multiverse version of herself did something, you know, followed their dreams in some way or another, but she didn't do that. Therefore, she's able to tap into everything else because she doesn't have anything she's already tapped into or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering the explanation, but basically that's kind of what they say. And they just, I mean, she's, I mean, her marriage obviously isn't perfect, but she's married. She's, you know, she's the, uh, uh, she's a business owner. She runs a, um, laundromat as well as like a little, I guess, convenience store. I don't know if it's part of the laundromat. It's weird. And then she's got the, uh, dry cleaning business, I guess, which is attached to that. So it's like she's a business owner and it's like, so like of all the ways to show somebody has failed at everything. I don't know if this is exactly the one. So I don't know what kind of message this movie is sending, but yeah. So I don't know. It's just the, and she uh, like, like at the very beginning of the movie, she's just like a straight laced, you know, ed, straight edged, just like, overwhelmed doing taxes for the business and kind of swamped and can't keep stuff straight. And, you know, she's just like a mom and, you know, but the husband character becomes, you know, his mind jumps into her husband and he, the time traveling husband or whatever, basically like tells her, Hey, you you need to save the world, put this in your ear and, you know, do this and do that. And she just kind of, I mean, I don't know. She kind of adjusted that pretty quick, <laughs> you know. I don't. I don't think the movie, for the the type of person she is, I think it kind of gives a short shrift. She just kind of, you know, what I'm. My mind is in two places at once. Okay, I'm just gonna run with that and see where this takes me. It's like no. I mean, I don't know. It just the story didn't really work for me. And um, so, and to mention, so at the beginning of the movie, you know, with the wokeness, her daughter is a lesbian, and she uh, doesn't want to tell her. Um, dad that her daughters are lesbian for because he's old school you know she's she's totally cool she can handle it but her dad definitely can't so she kind of keeps it from him and you know that kind of breaks her daughter and she you know just i guess what they were trying to say is she didn't know how to talk to her but she went outside and called her fat basically for no reason um you know and that kind of you know hurt her daughter's feelings i don't know just the the writing wasn't perfect well, the writing wasn't great for me you know it just it had a whole lot of hand waviness for stuff that's going to come back later. You know, that's kind of what this movie felt like, but you know, there's fights where people use uh, dildos as swords, <laughs> you know, it's like this big, like two foot long dildo and her, you know, they're slapping people with it. And there's uh, basically in order to become another person, you know, from a different multiverse, you have to do something strange and weird because that's what they use to tie you to it. Something that you would never do. So if you, you know, cut yourself, um, uh, you give yourself 10 paper cuts in between all your fingers, you get the knowledge of, you know, whatever person, you know, had that as their thing. So throughout the movie, people are doing strange, weird stuff to tap into the other person's powers of the other universe or whatever. And 
for, you know, at some reason there's a, you know, if you stick something up your butt, you tap into the power from a different person. But like, so two different people shove like one shoves like a trophy and one shoves like a, some sort of award or something up their butt to give themselves the power of their alter ego that fights really good. But why do two separate people have the same do something thingy thing from their alternate person. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's just the whole point was just so you could watch people shove stuff up their butt to fight good. And then you can watch her rip the stuff out their butt to lose their powers. You know, it's, it's fun. It's funny. It's fun to watch, but doesn't make sense on a, you know, story level, you know? So I don't know. And then the end of the movie, basically her, um, her daughter, like she kind of gives up, on the world and it's like you know uh the mother also becomes a super person where she's everywhere everything all at once she's in all universes at the same time but because her husband loves her she's able to overcome the feeling of nihilism and she's able to find meaning in the everything everywhere all at once even though her and her daughter is still nihilistic whatever so she's about to go into some magic black hole that stops her from existing whatever you know there's this like tug of war thing and you know, the the ultimate message is, you know, the daughter's like, you got to let me go. You know, I'm glad that you found your peace, but that peace isn't for me. You have to let me go and be my own person. And then she, she says, okay, and then lets her go. And then 10 seconds later, she's like, you know what? No, I'm your mom, so I'm not going to let you go. So it's like she let her go and the movie had that peaceful moment and she kind of faded off into the into the nothingness. And then, you know, 10 seconds later, it's like, never mind, you know, I'm your mother. I can't let you go. And so she grabbed her back out of that. And then they hug and kiss and become, you know, super bondy, mother and daughter, and, you know, everywhere, everything all at once, universe, mother and daughter. I know it's just, you, you want to have your cake and eat it too. It's like you want all the possible, you know, woke necessity, you know, things, you know, it's like, yeah. You're a parent, you have to let your daughter be her own person, but also you're a parent, you have to, you know, so it's like, what what message do you want? I don't know. It's probably, I guess on paper you can say, well, it means both and blah, blah, blah. But I just think the execution was poor because, you know, you, you had like three separate endings where they everything was magical because the husband's love was one ending that brought her back from the thing. And the mother let her go was winning and the, the mother wanted the beer, you know, it's just so... I don't know. The it was messy. It wasn't great. The whole point was just the visuals. I I just thought the visuals were really cool, and that's kind of the whole point of the movie. But people are gonna find their own meanings in the little stuff that I am too cold and heartless to care about. So they're gonna love this movie for those reasons that I don't particularly care for it for. For 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 for. Um, there's one thing I did want to mention that I really did like. So there was a basically one of her alter egos or whatever was a movie star. And there's a point in the movie where the mom actually dies and then it cuts to credits. And I thought, I was like, Holy crap, are they going to end the movie right here? It felt like a, um, you know, Avengers, uh, infinity war movie where it just, everybody dies. And then the movie just ends. And I was like, you know what? This is dope. I'm, this is awesome that they would actually end the movie that would be in it. It turned out this was just the credits in one of the universes where she was a movie star and um, she just jumps into everybody's body. And then the dead woman, the dead version of her was able to come back to life and, you know, nothing mattered. So I don't know. It just, it's like, oh, I thought it was cool for a moment, but then they undid the coolness. So yeah, it just, 
uh, speaking of my pejorative, it, it felt like a Rick and Morty episode. But I feel like Rick and Morty, they really put the effort to make all the universe stuff make sense. And there are all sorts of callbacks and everything. Like, I feel like um, Dan Harmon has like a huge notebook full of continuity stuff. And I picture him pointing at the, you know, the, the red urine wall full of craziness, how to make, how everything makes sense and all that kind of stuff. But this movie didn't have that. It's just a whole bunch of random shenanigans that didn't ultimately add up to something cool. So that's how I felt about it. So that, that's my review of everything everywhere at all once. I just want to talk about it. And now I have, uh, and I'm at 24 minutes. So, you know, a little bit over, but nowhere near 45. So, um, yeah, that's my review of everything everywhere all at once. You can follow me on Twitter at MyMovieFixPod. Email me MyMovieFixPodcast at gmail.com. I used to put them up on YouTube, but um, it was more trouble than it's worth. I'm going to start doing video episodes. You actually hear me talk. I think that would be a little bit more interesting for YouTube, but don't feel like doing that right now because it's more trouble than it's worth. So, yeah. Um, that is it for this episode. But as always, I want to end with my parting gift. Um, my parting gift is uh, something I ripped off from the DLC podcast. It is something that brought me joy during the week that I think can bring you joy as well. Completely non-movie related. Um, this week it is this. Listen to this clip. That was a clip of Brianna Babineau singing uh, Make Me Over Again. I don't have who the original artist is, but long story short, that is a cover of a, song, a gospel song uh, she sung on YouTube and put the clip up. And Kanye West ended up taking that clip and making a sample out of it and turning it into the song Lord, I Need You on his album, uh, Donda. And I mean, on the Lord, I need you. You can just hear the, you know, passion in her voice. You know, it just sounds amazing. He, you know, reverbed it and slowed it down or whatever to make it sound dope. But watching the actual clip on YouTube that that sample was based off, you can see just the emotion in her voice and just, uh, I don't know, just some, you know, just, I don't know. I, I, I the passion, you know, just hearing that in the voice and just the that tone. I think the the clip has six million views right now as of this recording. And yes, yeah, so obviously a whole bunch of people went to it just because of Kanye, but also obviously it was big before the Kanye because people just love to hear that her voice is amazing. You just hear that passion in it, you know. So yeah, definitely, you know, if you like the the Kanye song and like I say, it's just it was a waste because that it's just her singing with such passion. Lord, I need you. You know, it was just beautiful. But the Kanye song ended up being kind of about him and Kim and just not. I don't know. I feel like it was a, a waste of a sample because that. I don't know. She, she really touched me with this. Someone was really enjoyable to listen to. Um, but yeah, so check that out on YouTube. Um, Brianna Babineau, I'll put it in the comment section. So, yeah, that is it. Thank you very much for listening. Um yeah, I just got my fix. See you next time. Oh.